The views and opinions expressed in Cold and Missing are exclusively those of the hosts. All parties mentioned are considered innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. Cold and Missing also contains adult themes and languages and is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. This is Cold and Missing. I'm your host, Allie McLaughlin-Solkowski. And I am your co-host, Eli Solkowski. And here at Cold and Missing, we focus exclusively on... Cold cases and unresolved missing person cases. All right. So we had a little blip this week. (laughs) Yeah. I want to apologize to our listeners. I know our episodes usually come out on Monday, and this is coming out on a Tuesday. Eli and I were both really sick this weekend. You much more than I was. Yeah, I, I don't think I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but I get chronic migraines, so I get like 15 or more a month. And I'm usually able to white knuckle through them to get the podcast out, but this past weekend was just a three-day nonstop migraine fest. So I went ahead and took the time to rest, I'm sure. If you've ever had a migraine, you will understand. And thanks for joining us on a Tuesday, and we'll be back to our regular schedule next week. Well, we're definitely glad to be back, even if we're a day behind schedule, but I think think our followers are with us. What do you think, honey? I think they're there. Yeah. So without further ado, enough waiting. Yeah, we are, um, we have a cold case this week. We're on a cold case, yes. Alrighty, let's get to it. So today I have a cold case, and just as a content warning at the top, this does involve an infant. This is the cold case of Baby Victor, an unknown baby that was found in Fairfield, Connecticut in March of 1986. But first, a little bit about Baby Victor. So Victor was actually given that name by police because they believe that they will be victorious in solving this crime. Victor was likely born on March 13, 1986. He would be 37 years old today. He was white with brown hair and brown eyes. He was 20 inches long and 6 pounds. And now a timeline of events. On Friday, March 14, 1986, three town conservation employees were emptying trash cans at Lake Mohegan near an area known as the Cascades. It was a popular jogging and hiking area. It was also known as a makeout spot and the occasional party would break out there. At 9.53 a.m., the workers find the body of a newborn baby next to a trash can. The baby's body had been laid on a scrap piece of burlap and had been wrapped in women's PJs with red cherries on them. A piece of plastic was laid over the baby and surrounding him were pieces of food, fruit, coins, and trinkets. Immediately, police begin to wonder if the baby was part of a ritual. Police Captain Joseph Sandbrook says, quote, We kind of feel that maybe the baby was the result of an unwed mother, or maybe was conceived by someone other than the woman's husband, and due to archaic religious beliefs, the baby had to be killed and this ritual performed. That's what it kind of looks like today. It's just not a baby thrown away, end quote. On Saturday, March 15, 1986, Victor's autopsy is done, and it's revealed that he was alive when he was born, and the official cause of death is suffocation. After death, his jaw was broken, and injuries were made to the head and face. But police don't go into what they are 
They say that it's too, quote, shocking, end quote, but that the marks could have some sort of religious significance. Captain Sam Brooks says, quote, We don't believe it is a cult-type thing, but we suspect that some sort of ceremony was performed, end quote. Police begin talking with religious officials and anthropology professors about what this could possibly be. It's also around this time that police are contacted by a bank data processing center that was located at the Kings Highway Black Rock Turnpike Traffic Circle in Fairfield. According to police, employees heard screaming coming from the women's restroom on March 13th, the day before Victor was found. Then employees heard a baby crying. No one in the office checked the noises out and the bathrooms were only accessible to employees. Later that evening, a cleaning crew found a large quantity of blood in the women's restroom. The crew cleans it up, leaving no trace, and again, doesn't report it. On Tuesday, March 18th, police believe heavily that the killing was part of a ritual and they begin to zero in on Santeria. However, very quickly, people with actual knowledge of Santeria shut this down. Alan Howard, the professor of anthropology at the University of Massachusetts, Boston, says, quote, Categorically, nothing that was done to harm the child had anything to do with Santeria, end quote. Since baby Victor was found, police had been scouring the area looking for clues. They'll use bloodhounds, aircraft, and deploy divers into Lake Mohegan and the nearby Mill River. But they'll all come up empty. On Thursday, March 20th, this is six days since baby Victor was found, police announced that they are going to be operating in a, quote, media blackout. But hold firm that the murder was religious or ritualistic. Police also invite Detective Richard Alvarez, a detective from New Jersey who had investigated cult-related killings to Fairfield to review the case. And then from here, the case really goes cold. It is a little hard to research because... The baby didn't have a name until 2011. But in everything that I could find, the next thing that pops up is actually in 2009. In 2009, so this would be 23 years since baby Victor was found. In reviewing the case, police review the crime scene photos and notice graffiti on a picnic table 20 to 30 feet from where Victor was found. The graffiti ultimately leads back to a Bridgeport West End gang who used to hang out in the area. In March 2011, so this is 25 years since baby Victor has been found, police reopen the investigation. It's also at this time that he's given the name Victor. Police begin re-examining the evidence to see if there are any things that can be tested with new technology. And from this, police are able to pull a full DNA profile from the pajamas who they believe were Victor's mother, and they believe the DNA profile is Victor's mother. But then that is all that I could find. In 2018, there was a 32-year anniversary where they went over the case again in the local media, but that was really it. There was no new evidence that was revealed in 2018. So if you know anything about the death of baby Victor or the identity of baby Victor, you are encouraged to call Detective Carrie Dowling at the Fairfield Police, and that's 203-254-4840. Or you can email her at kdowling, that's K-D-A-L-L-I-N-G, at town.fairfield.ct.us. Or you can call the tip line at 
248-548-0606. And there is a $25,000 reward. And the sources for today's podcast come from the Hartford Courant. And I read seven different articles by them. They really covered this case, especially in 1986 when it was happening. The Daily News, The Post Star, Press of Atlantic City, Ashbury Park Press, Connecticut.gov, ConnecticutInsider.com, and ConnecticutPost.com. So that is the case of Baby Victor. And thank you for the the trigger warning or just like the content warning. Oof. Yeah, this it's a hard one. It's I mean they all are, but the um and I know we've talked about this before. You know, specifically in cases that are cold and missing the 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 discarding of like the human life. Mm-hmm. In in this case it's just there's no way for that not to feel like very palpable and present because that's literally what happened you know or seems like that and it's just honestly honey it's like kind of difficult to talk about I I mean I don't think it should be easy yeah and I think the added layer of just like not really knowing who this baby is you know him being named years after the fact like that's really heartbreaking because he is a person he he was a life that was here for a short time, but deserves a name, deserves respect, deserves it all. So, yeah, yeah. pretty much the instant clue that, you know, whoever gave birth to him was probably not in any sort of positive situation. I'm just going to go ahead and assume that. Yeah, I would say that whoever gave birth to baby Victor was not in a good place. Yeah, I I feel like I don't have enough um, maybe developed language around, you know, pregnancy and and giving birth. But the first thing I thought was like someone was forced into birthing or don't even want to say it, but like, well, I guess that like forced, like Mm -hmm. the baby was maybe not ready and... Mm -hmm. Do, do you do you know what I'm saying? Like the baby was taken out, mm-hmm. or well, they do think that baby Victor is tied to the woman giving birth at the bank data processing center. Correct. Yes. And also, just as a side note to that, like I, I am somebody who works in an office, and if I heard screaming <laughs> coming from the restroom and nobody screaming thought, anywhere yeah and nobody thought to go check on it i'm like what is happening at this workplace that that is like that that wasn't out of the norm to like, like if go that's run of the mill what else is happening there you and know? for the cleaning crew to like not notify anyone like hey there's a bunch of blood in the bathroom yeah. like what is ha- like Ugh. yeah um so they do believe that that could possibly be where baby Victor was born, because the timeline matches up to how old he was. Yeah, I mean, I think my body or brain just naturally filled in that detail. That must be who it is. But still, the circumstance surrounding that is like, again, like, how? What? Why? Why was someone giving birth in an office, if that's the case? And Mm -hmm. like, no one did anything? Yeah, just like tons and tons of questions of... Right. And then to go from possibly giving birth in an office to then this 
site at Lake Mohegan mm-hmm. that is set up. Um, you know, it has the trinkets, it has the coins, it has the fruit. Like it, yeah. it took time. So yeah, again, this one is just, this one is just very strange. Lots of questions, lot, lots of um, unanswered, already existing questions. Oh, yeah. And again, if you know anything about what happened to baby Victor in March of 1986, please call the tip line at the Fairfield Police Department at 860-548-0606, or you can contact Detective Carrie Dowling directly at 203 254 4840 or email her at kdalling that's k d a l l i n g at town.fairfield.ct.us yeah that is all we have so again as we always pitch at the end of our podcast if you would like to follow us we're going to be posting more about baby victor this week on our Instagram, you can follow us at Cold and Missing. While you're in your podcast app, getting ready to go to your next show, if you could leave us a review or subscribe so that way you never miss an episode. If we ever have to go on a Tuesday again, you won't miss it. You'll be right in the know and you'll have the new episode there when you wake up in the morning. <laughs> and yeah, and thank you so much for everyone who's been reviewing and reaching out to us either via the Instagram or on our YouTube channel. It's been great conversation and really appreciate family that's been reaching out from some of the cases that we've covered. So yeah, that's honestly when it's the most, it's when we feel the work. Yeah, that's the best feeling in the world is to have family say thank you. It's very humbling, but that's all I have. So have a good week and stay safe, y'all. Stay safe, (laughs) y'all.